0: To the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment podcast.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Crossling Crossum Wrestling. Crossling. <laughs> we're we coining a new phrase there. Crossling. We're opening <laughs> the Crossling is what we're going to call it. No wrestling. wrestling
0: along. Absolutely, we'll call
1: it the Crossum universe and not fans, you know, we'll be very particular (laughs) with everything. But no, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Noah Cross, that is my best friend right there, Tyler Bard, joining me to discuss all things AEW in particular, this last week's episode of Dynamite. And Dynamite, I think, is the best way to describe it because every night has been explosive. Yeah, well done, well done, sir. Big brain, big brain. Uh, <laughs> it's been very exciting and seeing all of the great matches that they've been putting out, uh, AEW being they as a company. Um, they've really been killing it. And we've been describing their shows as pay-per-view quality, uh, a lot of people have been saying. "Yeah," and I, I have to just keep describing them as that because they've yeah. really been delivering um, incredible nights, incredible matches, incredible storylines. Uh, I was most entertained by the main event of this show, which we'll get to at the end, of our podcast here but to start us off we will go with the Dark Order versus the Young Bucks Uh, kick off the night for us uh, yeah Bam is right because boy was that an exciting match Uh, obviously it was tag team appreciation night so you're going to see a lot of tag team action that we're going to cover here Uh, and this one started us off the Dark Order and Matt and Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks before they can get to the ring the Dark Order attacked the Young Bucks in true numbers fashion trying to get the numbers game going however Uh, Ivaluno and Stu Grayson, who were the two representing the dark order, came out and kicked off the match as the official opponents of the young bucks. Tyler, what did you think of the beginning of this match? I I say it was classic heel tactics.
0: No, I was, I was actually talking to our producer, Joe, before we began the podcast about that. Um, I was like, Whoa, let me get settled in AEW. I W. I didn't get my popcorn (laughs) or my, or my drink yet. I'm not, I'm not ready for this action. Um, usually I'm, I'm against those like bah, 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 quick starts I want the hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Wednesday night you know I like the I like to get settled in but it made sense as you said classic heel move um, the bucks are getting introduced and just get jumped by uh, the masked uh, guys from the dark order and yeah it didn't bode well for the young bucks off the gate
1: no, that's for sure. It did not bode well for them out the gate as Uno and Grayson dominated the uh, young bucks there for a little while in the beginning of the match. And Matt was finally able to mount some sort of a comeback and he was forced to crawl into the ring to escape the three masked men of the dark order uh, ringside. However, <laughs> it, seemed like, <laughs> it seemed like Nick Jackson who came in here really was able to turn the tide there. And it was exciting to see a good tag team action leading off tag team appreciation night. Um, Let's see, Matt actually finished this match on his own. What did you think of the ending of this one? No, so that was, uh, again, interesting Start. I
0: didn't expect it to go that way um, because it looked like Grayson and Uno were going to regain the upper hand in this match because Matt was set into one of those, like, entrance, uh, I guess we'll call them tubes, where the guys mm-hmm. enter from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he was blocked by all of the other, uh, you know, henchmen. From the uh, dark order, Uh, but Nick, being cunning and smart, was able to still perform a roll-up pin to secure the victory. Um, Smart, Uh, you you got to get away. And usually, you know, I'm the guy who hates roll-ups, but when you are against a, I believe there were six or five or six men at ringside against the two of you, you got to do whatever you got to do to escape. Uh, And they they managed to get the win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a great match to start us off there with Tag Team Appreciation Night. What some would say would be the best tag team in the business, and the likes of the Young Bucks taking on the Dark Order, and which I would say Stu Grayson I think would be the most talented member of that group there. I don't know. Oh if you yeah, agree. he's
0: killing it, man. Yeah. Yeah. he has been so incredible. His his step up, uh, in Seguri off of Nick onto Matt Jackson was. Beautiful during this yes. match
1: Absolutely, and that's one thing I would definitely say about this match It was flawless wrestling It was yeah. straight up just great wrestling Matt and Nick Jackson are so in sync As I know you like to describe them uh, with, yeah. their, with their style of wrestling It's quick pace, but they're meticulous in what they do So it's really fun seeing them perform And going against great opponents Opponents like the Dark Order So all around fantastic match And a great way to start what you would call Tag Team Appreciation Night With two amazing teams going against each other here Right, they
0: they were you were saying uh, just one move I want to highlight really quick. Um, the Evil Uno had the uh the Bucks lined up standing and and, uh you know kind of off kilter, they're wobbly, and Stu Grayson jumped off of Evil Uno's shoulders and managed to hit a uh, Hurricane Rana on Nick Jackson, Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Um, so it really even though there weren't as many tag team matches as there usually are on tag team appreciation night, um, the tag team matches they did have those guys put on an incredible show.
1: For sure. I I think they went with quality over quantity here
0: for tag team
1: appreciation night. And they killed it. Oh, absolutely. Which is great to see. Great to see, which leads me into not wrestling not a tag team. But what I would say would be, honestly, I just described this as, I I thought it was stupid. (laughs) I just thought it was stupid, was MJF's address. Um, I can't speak of this with, like, an exciting feel, so I'm going to let you lead us through. Listen, you think
0: it's stupid because he's better than you, and you know it. MJF for president and AEW champion, 2020. (laughs) Uh, MJF, otherwise known as Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Uh, was out after the commercial break for his address. He had an assistant present some of the fake polling numbers to make himself look good. Um, And there he is lying down flat in the ring and gave a promo to the ceiling with some sort of uh, what looked like a, like a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It looked like a drone camera uh, that, that got a shot of him. For the people who are just audio listeners, we have a picture up of MJF. And it made, it reminded Noah of a certain nostalgic moment.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks
0: like the big, comfy couch clock scene. <laughs> yes, he did. Absolutely. Also, if you're you 90s know, and early 2000s, kids, you'll know what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it reminded me of because that segment was a joke uh, along with MJF's uh, promo there. Because if he thinks he's going to be any better than Moxley at being uh, an AEW champion. Uh, speaking of Moxley, he saved us all, thankfully. And he be- his music hit and MJF sent his goons into the audience to intercept Moxley, who usually makes his way to the ring from the crowd. However, Moxley being the trickster he is, decided to just come out of the regular entranceway, which I thought it was kind of funny because I think it was Taz who yelled, oh, it's a sneak attack from Moxley. It's like he walked out of the curtain. He walked out of the curtain. There's no sneak They'll attack. They'll never see this coming. Like, <laughs>
0: No, that's why I think these two are going to work well together. They both are, uh, you know, they're pretty funny in their own uh, respect. Um, So I think it's going to be fun. And seeing MJF's charts every week where he has like, yeah, MJF is better than Mox. Thank you, Dylan. MJF is the, the, listen to me, Noah, in the entire business, the best heel in wrestling right now. Because there's not a guy who gets more boos as a heel besides maybe Baron Corbin. And I would put those two up
1: there as the best heels in wrestling right now. Uh, All right, fine. I mean, as I said before, MJF is talented at what he does, which is really good at making me not like him. So I will give him props there. Um, Yeah, that's that's it. A good heel gets booed, and that's that's, it. Just like we're going to see when these two finally get to have a match against one another, Moxley came out and beat – MJF, down into the mat and left him laying there begging for mercy, which is exactly what you're going to see when they two finally have a match against each other. I I, I gotta disagree. I don't think it's going to be clean. I don't think it'll be a clean win.
0: Um, I think he's going to win with the help of Wardlow and and his assistants at ringside, Um, and because I think he's going to become unhinged like we've seen Matt Hardy becoming in the uh, backstage segments. So, uh, maybe he can get some inspiration from Matt Hardy and win his match against Moxley? No. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. All right. Uh-huh. I'm I see sorry. I'm so passionate about it. Yep. Uh, I do not see that happening whatsoever. If anyone <laughs> disagrees with me and thinks MJF will beat Moxley, let me know. Um, I cannot see MJF becoming AEW champion. No, not you. You don't know.
0: Oh, put oh, it, I don't count?
1: Okay. Put your hand sorry. down. Uh, no, <laughs> I have to disagree with that. I cannot get behind the Moxley train. I'm sorry, the MJF train and being a W champion, at least now. I just don't feel Moxley is a good person for him to beat. I just don't see Moxley losing. It's not It's not that I don't see MJF w- becoming champion. I just can't see Moxley losing. It just doesn't make sense. And,
0: I, and I've said it. I don't, I, I think he can and will beat Moxley, but I see him more as a TNT champion with Cody's belt. Cause I think that's a way better storyline. Him mm. and Cody. Oh, Cody yeah. is, is what I call like a tragic hero um, where he's supposed to be the good guy, but he does heal stuff once in a while. Like he'll, he'll show off and do pushups. Um, so I think it would be a great story to see those two go at it because why is he focusing on Moxley? He's saying the game is, is in the favor of the boys at the top. And he's like, but i but I want to go after Moxley. It just doesn't make sense. He should go after the bucks and Kenny and, and, and uh, Cody. So that's where I would fix the story a little bit, but.
1: Okay. Okay. For sure. I digress. Yes, we digress on the MJF for President segment there. We'll be Uh, back. Go Moxley. Go Moxley. So, (laughs) with that being said, we're going to lead into what I thought was going to be the main event of the show. And I I agree with what they chose to be the main event, which we'll get to. Um, Which this match next up was Cody versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Oh boy, was the lead up to this match exciting. Uh, I said last week I was looking forward to this more than anything. Um, in, in this match. I love Cody, Scorpio Sky is a phenomenal, phenomenal performer in the ring. Uh, Tyler, were you excited about this match as much as I was?
0: Um, you know what? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match. I wasn't going into this saying like, holy crap, I can't wait for this match because I enjoy the mystery of the, of the open challenge and not knowing who's going to be the opponent. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I understand what they're doing with setting up these opponents now. Um, because they can't just keep giving it to these uh, random people because you're going to get the marks in the crowd who are going to say, like, oh, you already have all this talent. Why aren't they getting title shots? And I think it's Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, and and Tony doing a little bit of crowd control. Um, But they don't have to announce who's going to face Cody. They can just have it be a surprise and have Mm -hmm. it be one of these guys who's been around for the last year. Um, But yes, I I was excited to see these two fight because they're two of the most talented guys in the ring in the business. Um, Mm -hmm. Scorpio has been on an absolute tear on AEW Dark. Um, So I think he earned that shot.
1: For sure. No, he definitely earned that shot in challenging Cody there. Um, I always say that I love the open challenge format. However, I do think it's smart to keep it fresh with them announcing a couple opponents uh, a couple weeks in a row, or maybe even three weeks in a row and then letting the open challenge kind of continue. I don't think you can do an open challenge, for like three years, you know, like just just continuously forever. So I do kind of agree with them announcing it, especially because they're able to build up to a match instead of just having a one-off. Which, like in this case, if they just had a one-off with Scorpio Sky, he challenges in the moment, he loses that match, and then it kind of just goes to bed. But now that they were able sure. to build, they were able to build up Scorpio Sky, so now he can come back and possibly have another match or challenge for something bigger or, or along those lines. He's still in the picture, is what I'm saying. Um, but this match started off with a nice exchange of standard wrestling moves, showing how textbook and sequential these guys were in the ring. Um, very fluid movement between both Scorpio Sky and Cody Rhodes. They are two phenomenal for performers. Uh, they upped the intensity, and they spilled outside of the ring, as most wrestling matches do. Um, and there was a commercial break, and we came back, and Sky had uh, started taking control of the match with having Cody in an abdominal stretch, which obviously is the most gruesome move in wrestling. <laughs> I've ever seen that one performed. Cody broke free, did a hip toss, and the uh former tag team champion like Scorpio Sky stayed on Cody in this match. I thought it was a great back and forth. It was really good. And I was shocked that Scorpio Sky kicked out of the crossroads. What do you think of yeah. that?
0: Um I I don't know if I like that because it makes Cody look a little bit weak. No, um, no, Cody. no, it doesn't. Really?
1: Nope. Because they have to keep Scorpio Sky looking strong. Cody is one of those guys that I don't care what happens. You are not going to push that guy down. Like, he's not going to weaken. He's not going to look weak. He's not going to become a loser because he's Cody freaking Rhodes. Plain and simple. He is the American nightmare. You can Scorpio Sky kicking out of his moves help Scorpio Sky. It does not hurt Cody.
0: I mean, I guess. But do you think Scorpio is going to get another title shot anytime soon? Do you think he needed that, that kind of... Uh...
1: Moment over Cody, yeah, for sure. Uh, whether it's soon or whether it's in the long long term, I still think that helps Scorpio Sky more than it hurts Cody. I don't think it hurt Cody at all. If people are gonna forget about it. They don't care because ultimately Cody won, right? They just showed Scorpio Sky had that heart in him, and he had that tenacity to kick out after being, you know, getting a, uh, a getting a finishing move performed onto him by Cody Rhodes and he kicked out of the crossroads. It was supposed to be the death blow for Cody. Um, yeah, he had right. To two. It took two to put him down. I just don't see it hurting Cody because, again, it's Cody. I mean, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I know. Not much can hurt him. He's he's the boss. Um, sure. So he can he can do what he wants. Um, but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just think uh, if it was someone of an MJF or a Moxley caliber, I would have understood it. Um, mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky, I, I, I like Scorpio Sky. I'm not trying to put him down in any way um i just i didn't understand the move as because the match didn't progress much longer after that he just had to hit it again and it was over
1: yeah which true i will give you that but again it's, i don't think it's going to hurt cody whatsoever uh is cody then that's it like you can't it's going to take a lot to beat that guy down and it, this isn't going to be it uh i'll say this he's going to kick out brody lee will kick out of the finisher more than twice on saturday oh like, i will say that here you heard it here first Brody Lee will kick out of the crossroads more than twice on Saturday and guess what it's not going to do hurt Cody whatsoever because he's freaking Cody Plans Yeah, Dylan it.
0: you make a point there it people are kicking out um and I hate that is, is he maybe trying to work the crossroads out and maybe come up with a new finisher um that that could be um and, and I just I don't know I don't know I, I think it makes the crossroads look a little weak um and maybe that could be a, become a signature move and he comes up with something new for his finisher. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Co- I don't think it's hurting Cody drastically. I just think it's a bad look for a finisher that is supposed to be the guy uh, putting... He should have put Scorpio away with that move.
1: Okay. I have to agree with Bill in saying that Cody was built on being relentless. That was a very good way to put it. And the finisher doesn't matter because he'll just scratch and claw and get to what he wants, which is being that champion and to being that relentless winner. So uh, with that being said, I regress. I don't think it'll hurt Cody. Tyler, think it's a little bit of a matter, which, hey. That's, that's the whole point here of discussing these types of outcomes and types of matches. Uh, next up, we had the Jurassic Express versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Did you think this was it for them? I, I honestly did, and I'm going to stick I, with it. Dude, I, I have thought it was it for the last month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know they are the elite. That is a, uh, a, a significant faction. Um, but, please... Can we put it on a tag team that is not the boss's cronies? Um, I would love to see, and this is, these are the guys who I wanted to see jungle boy and Luchasaurus having the strap over their shoulder. Oh my gosh, that would have been perfect. Uh, And they could have had so many cool rivalries. Imagine if they could have a rivalry with private party. How fun would those matches be?
1: Oh, that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, I'll say this. I don't, I don't care as much as who, who the champion is. Like, I wanted Cody to be AEW champion forever. forever. I can care less if he's the boss or not, right? Because uh, I like Cody. And I like, I love Kenny Omega and I love Adam Page. Uh, to me, this storyline with them being tag team champions is still just stale. Anyone yeah. in the comments, tell me if I'm wrong. I just don't get excited about their matches. They're great wrestlers, their matches are entertaining. Their storyline is stale to me. I just don't see it carrying any fruition. It doesn't have any juice. It doesn't have any emotion. No, it
0: really doesn't. They, they just feel like a old married couple who is like been divorced twice and they're always fighting. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and that's, that's as exciting as the story gets. They're always, something is going to go wrong um, no matter what they do. Something goes wrong in every single match where everyone else who's watching is like, oh, no, what's going on with them? Yes. Um, exactly. So <laughs> um, I'm just kind of sick of it. And I, I, as you know, I'm a big fan of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. Um, the, uh, there are Jurassic Express is so much fun to watch. Um, and I hope in the near future they get that pinfall. But what did you think about the match?
1: I thought the match was good. Uh, it was a good good style of wrestling here. Early on, Marco Stunt got involved a little bit and was slapped down hard by <laughs> like Kenny Omega. I thought Always. we would... Um... Marco Stunt has to get in there. I mean, that's literally the point of Marco Stunt is to just kind of create a little bit of a havoc in the ring, which is always fun to see. Uh, Jurassic Expec- Express began to build a little bit of momentum there uh, towards the middle of the match. After commercial break, we came back and saw Luchasaurus, who was just going in. His kicks are always amazing. Uh, he was throwing guys around. I'm always hoping he hits that double choke slam, but he, he never does. Never does. Right. Um, Not against these guys. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> and then the match ended with the tag team champions, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, hitting their both of their finishers uh, onto Jungle Boy at the same time for the W, and they took the win and retaining their championships. I was really hoping that they would um, you know, lose the titles here. We'll see. Obviously, down the road, it could happen. Um, but for this match, it did not. And we saw the champions retain again, just further continuing their dominance over the tag team division in AEW and just building themselves up. So overall, that was a great match. It was entertaining. I would, just, I would have liked to see Jurassic Express take the win and take the championships. I just think they're a good team. Uh, I love to see them. And I think they would provide the emotion to the championship scene that the tag team division needs right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. And to have, you know, we Moxley, as I said, he's kind of a neutral champion. He is a face, uh, but he's also chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a straight-up uh, face with no conflict like, the Hangman and uh, Omega have hold these titles so they can face guys like FTR, uh, Butcher and the Blade. I mean, I would love to see a heel- them go up a bu- against a bunch of heels.
1: Hmm. No, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that one carries. I'm hoping it just gets more exciting as their title reign continues. Um, And if not, let's just slap them on someone else. I would love to see FTR with those bad boys, because they are the top of the top when it comes to tag team wrestling. Well, it looks like they're looking for them. This is true. This is true. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to roll into some women's action here on AW Dynamite. We had Heroku Shida versus Heather Monroe. Tyler, what would you think of this match?
0: Uh... I feel so bad because every week when we get to the women's segment, it's like, eh, you hate to say it every week, but it's just always kind of boring. Mm. Um, and 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 Sheeta is a great wrestler. I love her gimmick with uh, bringing the kendo stick down to the ring and showing her uh, great in-ring ability, but the matches are always just so short. Yeah, um, no, Absolutely. I mean, I just want to see them let the women go for a little bit and see what they can, unless they're just not confident that they can put on a match for 10 minutes. I don't know what the issue is.
1: No, I agree. I agree. It's, it is really annoying because you have, I mean, this is your women's champion. You know, Heroku Shida is your women's champion. She's supposed to be the face and carrying your division, but yet you're not even letting her have a match that's longer than seven minutes You know, and every week on Dynamite. Um, I don't get what the issue is. I don't get why they're not allowing more women to have more matches. I mean, do two matches. We've talked about this. We've said uh, for weeks in a row now to just let them wrestle. Let them go out there, give them 10 minutes, and let them dazzle and, and do what they can in front of an audience. And they're just not letting them do it. Uh, it was a quick match that ended in a, in a submission move with the stretch smuggler by uh, Hiroko Shida, And it kind of ended abruptly, if you ask me. I, don't, I didn't feel it built, really, to a crescendo of a match because it was just show sort. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of time to paint the picture that they wanted to or to tell the story that they, they should have been telling.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's really, unfortunately, not much to say about this. And uh, like I said, they need to grow this women's division um, because it is going to be hurting when the uh, WWE's women's division smokes them every single week with uh, what kind of content they put out. So hoping Dynamite can get on the right page and get some compelling storylines in here for the women uh, and maybe even introduce uh, the tag team tournament like they're going to do next week. Uh, yeah. that should have just been on a W uh, dynamite in my opinion, uh, I, because I that content has been incredible. We don't cover it much because we try to stick to just dynamite. Um, but next week we will definitely be talking about the tournament when the culmination comes to dynamite.
1: Yes, absolutely. So it'll be exciting there. Um, Tyler, do you think the tag team tournament for the women is going to help the women's division in AW?
0: I hope so. It has introduced a lot of women into this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, who we didn't know were with AEW, or if we did know, they hadn't wrestled much. Um, so, like, now we have Big Swall and Lil Swole. Um, you know, so I- I'm excited to see Lil Swall work her way into this mess with uh, the worst women's wrestler on the roster, Britt Baker. Um, so, you know. I'm shocked you didn't say anything. I was hoping you'd jump in and say something mean to me there.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't that's... have to because Britt Baker can hold her own. Britt Baker stands on her own. I don't have to defend her week after week because she defends herself. I mean, she is the face of the AW women's division, whether her face has a broken nose and she's in a wheelchair or not. She's still the face of that women's division. And I'm excited for her to come back and become the AW women's champion because of that. Yeah,
0: it will pump as, as long life. as
1: Joe doesn't show that picture again, I'll be happy. It will pump life into the division that it needs when it, when Britt Baker finally makes her return. So <laughs> with that being said, let's, Whatever. Roll, let's roll into what I would say was probably the most hyped match of the evening. And the likes of our main event here, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy for the $7,000 obligation match. Seventh grand that... Oh, uh, Orange Cassidy would have to pay Chris Jericho if Orange Cassidy were to lose to replace Jericho's jacket that Cassidy ruined by pouring orange juice all over him. Talk about like a storyline that you and I would come up with in high school.
0: Oh, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Who, who would have ever thought that these two were going to be the ones uh, headlining AEW Dynamite For week sure. after week?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and this isn't hasn't been a quick thing. Like they've been, this is their third match. They've been uh, going at each other's throats here. It's really been a blood feud, and it's really fun to watch, uh, seeing Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho uh, vie for, I guess, the most attention and who's right, who's wrong, and so on. Uh, it so really the-
0: speaks to Chris Jericho's uh, expertise and prowess in the ring. Because don't get me wrong, we love Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is an incredible wrestler, but hmm. Chris Jericho has proven time in and time out. That he is one of the best in the ring and can go toe to toe with anyone and make any segment incredibly enjoyable. Um, Because if you look back with his his tag team with Kevin Owens back in WWE, that was Raw was unwatchable at that time. But Mm. I would tune in for that every single week, and I that is this is my favorite
1: part of
0: AEW every week.
1: For sure, for sure. And it's, it's exciting to see them have this huge blow-off of a match. Uh, they had a huge build-up, obviously, with all the segments they had. This is the third match. As you saw, the rematch of the century is what it was being booked as. Uh, Orange, <laughs> Cassidy, <laughs> Orange Cassidy is usually not a, I would say, a wrestler who is exciting out the gate when it comes to matches. He gives no pockets. He kind of just kicks and does this, the soft slaps and the soft kicks. The audience would tell you that the kicks are vicious, and so with the commentators, but Chris Jericho was not amused. However, this match started off a little differently as Cassidy came out swinging and swinging hard, backing Jericho into a corner in the beginning and unloading lefts and rights on him. Uh, the usual relaxed wrestler in the likes of Orange Cassidy decided to rip it open out of the gate. As we know, he can go. He just chooses not to because he's that cool. What did you think at the beginning of this match, Tyler? I was very excited to see it.
0: Blown away. Blown <laughs> away. Um, I was, I was – I always hope to see it. I was hoping we would see the hands go up in the air and into the pockets. Um but wow. Wow, what a uh dynamite <laughs> way to start the match. Oh
1: lord. <laughs> But, yeah, since Jericho's face there, was ex- that, that's exactly what the way he looked when he saw that Orange Cassidy was not messing around there. He didn't have his usual um, hands-in-his-pockets uh, maneuvers that he was going for. He was going out of the gate and going out of the gate hard. Um, once Jericho took control, he tried to uh, make Cassidy look like kind of an idiot, as Jericho would call, and it allowed Cassidy to get the upper hand as he started focusing on the leg, working that injury there on the leg, working with that. Oh, uh, yeah. a vicious <laughs> – uh, a vicious dragon screw leg whip there, I will say. Like it was not anything that it looked ugly to me. Like it just looked like it hurt.
0: <laughs> but, so, but Noah, did you notice the newest member of the AEW uh, refereeing committee?
1: I yes, I was just about to say. It looks like we have <laughs> a major ship jump here in the likes of Mike Chioda, former uh, WWE. Former head of the WWE refere- refereeing team there has made a jump to AEW Elite Wrestling. That's very exciting. Uh, yeah. Mike, Mike Yota has reffed some of the biggest matches that have ever happened in the likes of maybe Umaga versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and so many other big-time matches. John Cena and The Rock, just for one, WrestleMania 29. And Mike Yota is now in AEW. And I know what you're thinking, he's just the referee. Referees have a lot to do with the match going well, and Mike Yota is a true professional, so it was cool to see him here. Uh, Jericho tried to get a little ugly and use a baseball bat against Orange Cassidy, uh, which I would say was a sign that Jericho was losing grasp of the match. What would you say to that
0: oh a hundred percent uh i think he he uh underestimated cassidy um and he was just like oh screw it uh he he was just gonna you know pummel him um and if it came at the expense of the seven thousand dollars i guess that was what it was going to come with uh i think that's what was going through
1: his head for sure for sure so then obviously as we probably thought was going to happen. Here came Jericho's buddies of the inner circle and uh, Jake Hager. Well, here's my thing. Santana Ortiz and the best friends came out brawling on the stage. How? All right. Listen, I'm sorry. That was just stupid. That was, was like, just, what? how did you get out here? Um, so listen, you know what? I can't stand when we're, in, when we're watching a ladder match and someone is just about to climb up the ladder and grab the briefcase or grab the championship and win the whole freaking thing that they've been working to win this entire month leading up to this event. But then someone's music hits, and all of a sudden, they just have to stop in the middle of the ladder. And- <laughs> that, is how, that is how it felt when Mike Kyoto turned around to watch these four guys just punching each other. Who cares? <laughs> like, why are you making Mike Chioda look – you're making the ref look stupid. One. And two, his his objective is to make sure the wrestling inside of those ropes goes well. Who cares if those guys are brawling on the stage there? Because now Mike Kyoto's turned around, and here comes Jake Hager, who is the size of, like, a freaking (laughs) Sasquatch here, shaking the hell out of the ring. He slams Orange Cassidy with, like, a bitch. Like, he tossed him around like a ring. Like, that slam was sick. He slammed that guy so hard to the mat. You're telling me Mike Kyoto couldn't feel that happening? no, no big ass coming into the ring and slamming Orange Cassidy, and Mike Coda just was clueless and had no idea because he's watching these four guys beat each other up on the, on the stage like that. Yeah, that's important stuff happening over there. Stupid. Look, it's crazy.
0: Look, did you not see the best friends going in getting into it? It was insane. Santana and Ortiz, that's much must-see talent. He was easily distracted. You leave him alone. It's his first day on the job. Mike Cody, you're doing a great job. And uh, Cone, we hope to see you uh, on the good brand soon, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> oh, gosh, but anywho, Orange Cassidy, what you would say, and many would say would be an upset, I don't think it's an upset, would take the roll up victory on Jericho here. Uh, as they called it, the mousetrap, as Taz coined that, um, that roll up maneuver that he used, which was beautiful. And he got the one, two, three cover on Chris Jericho. Saving himself seven thousand dollars, which Jericho got ripped off for by McIntyre anyway. But yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say there was an upset. I'm very happy that Orange Cassidy won. I didn't know who was going to win this match. I couldn't see Jericho winning. I think Jericho taking the L keeps the door open for them to keep fighting because Jericho isn't going to rest as the heel he is, and as as like he uh, you know, very particular. He's very picky. As as picky as he is, he's not going to rest until he knows that Orange Cassidy is silenced for good. Yeah, but I, I think we,
0: we knew that going into this match is, we said it last week. We both said Orange Cassidy is going to win this match um, because it sets up a rubber match. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I, I uh, could care less if this rivalry goes for another two years. I, I love it. Um, and I'm happy that they are writing it in a way that this rivalry is going to continue.
1: For sure, for sure. That was definitely fun to watch. I'm enjoying every second of it, Um, and it's great to see. And it was a damn good main event. Uh, Like I said, in the beginning, I thought they were going to have Cody and Scorpio Sky main event, but they made the very right decision in letting Jericho and, and Orange Cassidy close the show out with an exciting bang, Orange Cassidy pulling the big victory over Chris Jericho and hopefully setting up more matches and more of a feud between those two in the future. Uh, that led into what I would say is going to be a stacked card and a new day of Saturday evening for a, uh, AEW Dynamite. They will not be going live on Wednesday as they will be saving that TV slot on TNT for NBA to play their games. Um, so they'll be... <laughs> <laughs> AEW will air on Saturday on the 22nd, regular time of 8 p.m. And it will go head-to-head. Are you ready for this with NXT Takeover? Uh, this you'll is see... massive. Yeah, this is a huge night. You'll see Pat McPhee take on Adam Cole, Bebe, and so many other things going on in that crazy NXT card. Uh, I'm I'm ecstatic that they're going to be going head to head with each other on Saturday. What do you think of that, Tyler?
0: Oh man i i i am I agree with you. Um, it's it's going to be exciting to see how the numbers match up to each other. Um, but Takeover is a different beast. Mm. Uh, than what AEW is used to uh, going up against. So uh, TakeOver, even for casual wrestling WWE fans, everyone watches TakeOver. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if All Elite Wrestling can uh, pull some of those views away to focus in on just a regular episode of Dynamite.
1: For sure, for sure. And that's one thing I think is crazy is that this isn't really a pay-per-view. I mean, it's literally just a regular weekly episode that they're going to be playing Um They're going to be playing over there on uh, during the the same time, I should say, as as NXT TakeOver. So it'll be awesome. I'm curious.
0: Do you think this was strictly circumstantial or do you think they put it on Saturday because of uh, TakeOver?
1: No, I think it's circumstantial. I think that that was just the closest time frame they can get to. Uh, They're used to having Wednesdays. I don't know if you want to, as a company, move to another weeknight. I think Saturday was just the best bet to ensure you can get the most viewers. Um, so that should be cool to see um, what they decide to do there in the future if they have to move the dates. But I, I think it's completely circumstantial. There might All have right. been a little bit. There might have been a little bit of a oh crap. This is the same night as Takeover. Hell yeah, even better. Um, but I, I don't know about that.
0: Yes, Takeover. Yeah, Over. We, yeah OB, we know it's on the network, but the numbers should still come through either way. Um, and hopefully, less people have the network than have cable, so it should go in AEW's favor.
1: I'll say this though. I know this is our AEW show. I I cannot wait. Yeah, they do. So yeah, if you are correct, Ovi, they do start an hour prior to takeover. So that is definitely an earlier start there. But I cannot wait for both shows. Um, I'll probably watch uh, AEW live and I'll watch takeover after because it will be on the network. So it's easier to watch, you know, later on, Uh, but both shows are going to be amazing. It's just going to be a tough choice for wrestling fans to choose one over the other, but getting into the card of that show there, we have the young bucks versus the dark order. So you have Kenny, I'm sorry, the elite versus, um, the dark order there along with the young bucks, that's going to be an exciting match. There some more tag team action, a multi-person match there. It's going to be a huge, huge match. That'll be exciting to see. Um, you also have the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade versus the na- Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express. What a team there! And then, uh, the Natural yeah, Nightmares crazy. with Dustin Rhodes still pulling it, uh, pulling it together. It's very exciting to see him still going in the ring and tearing it up in the way that he does. And I love Dustin Rhodes. His his finishing move is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's a beautiful wrestler, great great in the ring, and he's a veteran presence that is going to be awesome to see play out in this match here with a lot of young talent. So it's going to be fun to watch.
0: I love Um, the butcher and the blade though. I, I hope they can have some incredible spots in this match.
1: I don't doubt it. As I'm saying, they're starting off hot with these two big tag team matches. Uh, we're gonna have the AEW Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament that, that will be uh, going on on this on this Dynamite episode here. As Tyler and I said, we hope it pumps some life into the women's division here, and they'll they're able to bring some more talent uh, towards that screen. They get some more time, hopefully, on the screen. Uh, let's see if they have a few a few matches as, as opposed to just one match that they usually get in that women's division over in AEW. Let's go, um, Big Swole. <laughs> you have FTR versus Private Party. I think this is going to be the first time these two will be meeting in between a squared circle. So that will be fun to watch for sure. As you know, I'm a big fan of FTR. And, Tyler, you're a big fan. I know we're both big fans of Private Party. Who do you think is going to take the W in this match?
0: Well, I think this is an important match because I don't think we've heard yet, but I have a feeling this is going to be who sets up the number one contendership for the next shot at the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, um, So I have a feeling that FTR is going to win this match uh, and have to go up against their good buddies, the Elite, uh, and set up a, a rift, potentially, between FTR and Hangman Adam Page.
1: You know... I didn't think about that before you said it, but I agree and I love it. That would be great if this was a a number one contenders match here. And I have to agree as well that FTR will definitely take the W in this and go on to hopefully beat the elite uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega for those AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, This is an odd. They said RB Allen will be in action. They'll have an appearance. Um, I don't know why they're not just picking who his opponent might be. Maybe it's going to be something exciting. Maybe we're going to get something, uh, a twist or a turn here. Darby Allen is a big star, had a huge match with Moxley two weeks ago, so we'll see what is in store for him come Saturday, maybe sooner. Maybe they'll announce it before then. And, yeah, you know, I don't I mean, know what
0: they're doing there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, uh, I'd be curious to see what his opponent. going be. I like the do. mystery. I do. I do enjoy the mystery, and if anyone's going to have a mystery surrounding their character, it'll be that guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and what I think will be the main event for sure is this match is going to be absolutely huge. Is Cody versus yeah. Mr. Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Oh, boy, is that match going to be absolutely amazing. Two very talented wrestlers. Cody, who is an all-around amazing performer. As I said, uh, you heard it here first, Brody Lee will kick out of the crossroads twice before Cody will take a win. And that will be my prediction for this match. I think Cody will retain against Brody Lee. Um, Maybe there'll be some type of disqualification with the Dark Order being involved. But what do you think of this one, Tyler?
0: No, no. No, no, Mr. Cross. Don't even say it. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Brody Lee and the
1: Dark Order need some gold. Oh, Lord. I will say this. It would be huge for their team to take a W over Cody. Absolutely. As the group, like, it'll benefit all of them because, as, as we have said before, they've been losing week after week after week, and I don't get how you're going to build a strong faction if they just keep losing. Uh, but I, I can't see it happening. I really just don't. I have to stick with my boy, Cody. Yes, it is a heart pick, and I'm going to stick with the heart on this one, and I have to give it to Cody. Uh, to I, it.
0: I don't know, Noah. I don't know because I think Mr. Brody Lee winning this title and then Anna Jay and uh, Tay Conti winning the Women's uh, Tag Team Championship Tournament uh, that would be massive. Um, so I would love to see him win just so I can see Anna Jay uh, also pull off the W over on the Tag Team Tournament.
1: Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. And with that being said, uh, a- an exciting week of NXT. I'm sorry. AEW this week. We're talking about TakeOver. Uh, no! Oh, yes. Yes, there she is. There she is. Britt Baker. Oh, look That's her. better. That's that better. is the face of a company right there. No! Both. <laughs> oh, the, the company right there. You got to love it. And uh, hey, with that being said, an exciting night of AEW this week and a very exciting Saturday night. We're going to have a AEW and wrestling in general uh, coming this Saturday on the 22nd. Uh, Tyler, want to give us a quick plug of our good buddies at Clovercrest Media?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If anyone who is listening is looking to start a podcast of their own, Clovercrest Media has allowed us to start our very own wrestling and baseball shows on their uh, website, and they get us, got us up and running. So if you are looking to do anything, uh, contact one of us or contact Joe Aguire with Clovercrest Media. And we would love to get you up and running uh, to get your info out to the people who want to hear from you. Uh, so thank you again, Clovercrest Media, for giving us this platform.
1: For sure. And thank you, Tyler, for joining me today. We had a great time talking AEW with all of you. Tune in on Saturday, special time of 6 p.m. It'll be a great show. We'll talk about it all on Sunday, the day right after. With that being said, I'm Noah Cross, that's Tyler Bard, and this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you.
0: Awesome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.